Join the Jones family with their grown children as they sit around the table to share their passion for marriage, family, and boundaries while providing inspiration, practical tips, and insight into a simple life that glorifies God. Whether you're a Christian or not, there will be takeaways to heat up your marriage, train up your children, and navigate this culture with more wisdom and perspective. The top 11 points to simplifying your life. Number one, say yes to the best and no to the rest. Number two, have themed meal nights when raising a family. Number three, Calendar your life in a way where mom and dad are not always dividing and conquering at night for kids' activities or anything. Number four, keep a Sabbath day. Number five, don't go overboard when hosting a gathering. Number six, set strict parameters for screen time. Number seven, curate your life in a way that allows for solitude, rest, reflection, and connection. Number eight, Act on the belief that God's love is not earned through service to Him. Number nine, prioritize relationships over tasks in our to-do list. Number ten, stop trying to make other people happy. Number eleven, have a nighttime and morning routine. This is Stacy, a.k.a. Madre, with our first Red Hot Marriage Tip. The famous humanitarian Gandhi said, Be the change you wish to see in the world. And God's word tells us to do unto others as you would have them do to you. At Romance Uncensored this year, Pastor Shannon said, Be the change you want to see in your marriage. In that moment, I was feeling an important part of our marriage getting put on the back burner. So I tried it. It can't hurt, right? It worked. Instead of feeling hurt, confronting, or nagging, which can cause more harm than good, I felt empowered and started initiating in this area, and it was the gentle nudge my husband needed to remind him of the blessing this part of our marriage can be. So married people, start being the change, and watch God break down walls you didn't even know you had, making your marriage the best it can be. One of the things that we wanted to talk about as a family is simplifying your life, and I would say probably... The reason why this is important for us to share with everyone is because this is one way that makes our family countercultural. Wouldn't you guys agree? I agree. Yes. Yes. So I know this is coming. I don't even know what episode we're on, but it's coming a little bit later. Um, but we feel like, you know, how, you know, people might even ask, you know, how do you guys have time to do that or time to do this? And I would definitely say it's because we've simplified our life. So number one, we talked about saying yes to the best and no to the rest. Well, you really have to decide what your family values. You have to decide what is the best. Right. So it's something that we can't tell somebody what's best. No. We know what's best for our family. Right. Right. So you have to start at the most important thing to you and then work your way down from there. And if you get to a point where you've, scheduled in the most important three things and that's all you have time for with some rest time then that's all you do and that should be the best and it's going to be different depending on like where you are at in your life too because i know for you mommy and you daddy like whatever like you have to make sure that y'all put your marriage first too but for me 
I'm not married, so, like, I have to put other things first, like, friendships and that kind of thing. Right. I mean, going back to the hierarchy of what is most important in our life, going from the relationship of, you know, God and then spouse and then family, which we've talked about in previous podcasts, um, you know, we just start there. And the part with God is the personal relationship with Christ, not necessarily the service to the church or service to the community because that comes like I think fifth yeah I mean you know when I read that say yes to the best and no to the rest I think you know it it conjures up in my mind things like if we haven't had a date night and we're being invited to go do all these other things or if we're contemplating on serving somewhere or doing you know projects or whatever the case may be you know, we have to come together and say, hey, we haven't done a date night, let's do a date night, or, you know, modify our schedule where you and I both are looking at what we feel like is best in that moment. Right. Yeah, because, like, there's been times you and I have done a date night by serving together. Right. You know, or there's been a date night where we go out and get things for projects or whatever the case may be. Right. Yeah, so it's really how we define date night. Date night always right. involves food. It's always just you and me. It's mm-hmm. not double dates or not date nights. That's right. And I'm not included. That's right. Correct. Absolutely. And I think that's where, like, so for this stuff, it's like, we can't tell you what's important to you, and we can't tell you how to do your date nights, how to do your serving opportunities, any of those things. Like, this is something you have to decide on your own. Today's unpaid advertisement is for Rowdy Energy Drinks. This drink was created by NASCAR driver Kyle Busch as a cleaner, smarter energy drink. Rowdy Energy Drinks are currently available in 10 flavors, including 7 sugar-free options that are keto certified. For their more traditional energy drink consumers, aka Tanner, they designed a 60% less sugar option than other leading energy drink brands. My personal favorites are cotton candy and chiseled ice, but they're all refreshingly tasty. You can find these anywhere, including Walmart, Amazon, and select convenience stores, and also my Amazon shopping cart. You know, one of the things you talked about on the top 11 was setting strict parameters for screen time. And automatically I think about, I know when people hear that, they think about when they're raising kids and um, giving this their kids devices to be on all the time or whatever the case may be. So when when you're bringing up setting screen times, are you talking about the importance of doing that with your kids or are you talking about the importance of that with everybody? I think we should set boundaries on ourselves first and then set an example for the kids, but also boundaries on your children. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think in, um, Jake, was it Jeff Bethke that you were talking about earlier? It was either, I mean, it was one Jeff Bethke and John Mark Comer, is that his name? Yeah. They can't, he lives by, like, they started setting up these boundaries where, um, they would turn, he turns off him and his family, they turn off their phones one hour a day, one day a week, one week in a month and one week a year. And like, I remember talking to Hannah about that when I first listened to it and how like, 
that seems really cool, but like I don't think we've even done that like for a whole weekend yet. No, I don't think so. I think like that's definitely something we can we personally can grow in, but at the same time, we do set s- pretty strict boundaries in a way on our devices like when we're at home together, like we're not, we're not we're on them. We're never even they, on our phones. They go now. on the shelf and that's yeah, why people try, try to, to call us. Yeah, we know. We never yeah. answer. No, <laughs> yeah. when, when anyone wants to get a hold of Hannah, they call me because I'm most likely going to. So yeah, well, that's the same with us, though. I'll just call Jake first all the time now. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you think about it. I don't need to have my phone with me because your phone is the emergency phone. Right. And the thing is, if I hear my phone ringing, I'm like, it's not important. We'll listen, <laughs> and it's probably we'll me. We'll, we'll just listen call to Jake. Jake's. <laughs> And if Jake's phone doesn't ring, I'm like, see, told you it wasn't important. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the complete opposite where like, I'm like, I always think it's an emergency. Like, I'm like, this person normally doesn't call me, so I'm definitely going to answer it. Which leads to one of the points which says, stop trying to make other people happy. Mm. And I think like, no matter what, if you're at the beck and call of anyone else, except for the people in your home, then your priorities are probably not in line correctly and I know that might sound like kind of harsh because there's people that you know I'd be taking care of or helping or serving or whatever it is but at the same time like you've got to make sure that there's boundaries around your home and you don't let people come in at certain times you don't let phone calls come in when you're in the middle of dinner you know any whatever those boundaries are for you I that was something that was I was I guess made not made fun of but um People always brought it up in front of me because we had set boundaries of, like, this night is our family, like, movie night or whatever. Mm. And especially if people were all at home and it wasn't just me. But um, I remember I used to tell people that I'd be like, no, like, that's the night that I'm with my family. Like, that's the night we have family dinner. And I'd be like, it's just your family. Like, you can come hang out with us. And I'm like. It was, it's something that's very important to me, and I wanted to keep that to not only honor my family's, like, boundaries, but my own. Like, if I don't have that parameter on my life or on my time, then I won't have a relationship with my parents or my family that is as good as it is. Well, you know, it's funny because when I think about setting time under some devices, we've been hitting on you know my mind automatically goes to kids but uh, we've experienced it more with adults like remember at that one point we had all these people at our house and there were adults that were sitting around just looking at their phones and I think it's a struggle for this culture I you know we don't want to point fingers but I think we've all struggled with it because I know there's people at this table right now who won't think twice about doing a Google search at the dinner table. So we, you know, we definitely don't want to point fingers and, and know that this is a struggle for every human right now. I feel like you're pointing fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pointing fingers, I'm pointing eyes. <laughs> yeah, no, th- th- that's just as bad because what that says is I'm going to I'm going to let myself be distracted by the conversation so I can get a quick answer on whatever's being talked about. And honestly, I really don't need an answer right then. I just wanted to have the conversation and and develop the connection. So, you know, we have to think about the message that we're giving other people when a we're looking down at our phones and they're talking at our foreheads. Mm -hmm. I think also go ahead. Just on that note that when you're setting the limits on your devices, keep it in mind that 
you know, if if person A has set these parameters, but person B, who's not part of their family, is texting them constantly. And, you know, in, in your mind, you think, oh, I, I just need to answer this question. I just need to answer this question. I, I remember when we first moved to Arkansas and I had a Blackberry. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what was happening then was I would come home from work and my boss would text me or send me a message about things. Mm-hmm. And I felt compelled that I needed to respond because it was it was work. Mm-hmm. But what you find is that if he's if he's messaging me and I'm responding, then he's now engaged to me in this conversation. He feels like, oh, Jeff's already responded, so I need to respond back. You're telling back. him that you're available. I'm telling him that I'm available. And then you're also going to be available every night at right. this time. And, I'm, and what I realized was anything that people send me anymore really is not as urgent as we'd like to make it be. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if you can sit back and say, Remember the days when we didn't have text messages. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it was a world where if Hope worked with me or if Hope was a friend of mine and there was no thing That like wouldn't text, happen in real life, Daddy. Right. We know that. But if there was no texting, how would you communicate with me? And in those days, if it wasn't that important to call me, I would just wait till the next morning to tell you. But in today's world, we send these text messages, and what we're doing is, regardless of how you want to mask it, you're, you're pulling people in, which is taking them away from their family. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're, you're sharing a message of you need to spend time with your family. But y- you have those people that I think if we can get better at just shutting them down and saying, look, you know, I, I don't want to text messages after a certain time of day. You um, said business hours. Yeah, I mean, regardless of what it is. And I mean, right. whether it's fun stuff or whatever, you know, I think being able to put the phone away and it's hard. You know, it's, it is hard sometimes because people have have created this world where it's immediate gratification. So I'm going to text somebody and I expect a response back. And if I text you and you don't respond back, and then I wait, and then I text you again, you still don't respond back, there are people out there that go, something must be wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it's this heightened sense of urgency because that's how we've trained ourselves is that, like, I, I remember when we first got text messaging and you and I talking about it and going, you know, it's just something that I can send you to get you a quick answer and that was it. Mm-hmm. But that was just like when we first got cell phones, we said the only reason we're going to use these is for emergencies. You know, I mean. (laughs) How long did that last? Yeah, but I mean, look at it today. Yeah. Like everything is communication urgency. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's, you know, people texting me saying, hey, what's going on for the workout tomorrow morning? Or, you know, people texting you because you run a ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's this constant engagement, mm-hmm. and you almost feel obligated as a person on the other end going, I need to, I need to. Or me texting you, to. telling you that my check engine light's on again, you know. Well, that is important. So I've got a challenge, guys. Jones okay. crew, you ready? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. 
So starting tomorrow, we're going to turn our phones off for one hour a day, one day a week, one week in a month, and one week out of the year. That sounds good to me. Okay, let's try it. You guys game? Yeah. And anyone listening, if you want to do this with us, just tell us you're doing it and we'll hold you accountable too. Does a nap <laughs> count? Like if I turn my phone off during a nap? Well, the thing is the hour a day is not going to be hard because we don't, we're not on our phones for dinner time. Well, I take two hour naps a day. Don't get legalistic about this. I was going to say, I take two hour naps almost every single day, technically. Well, I mean, the only thing I would look at it on is mommy and I just need to coordinate our weekends off because, again. Oh, that would be so fun. No, what I'm saying is if oh. there was actually an emergency <laughs> That'd be so in our fun. family and they were trying to reach us. Oh, and that go, would not be oh, fun. <laughs> sorry, uh, great uncle Billy died and oh. we didn't know about it. I hope we don't even actually have an uncle, uncle Billy, do we? Oh, yeah, you do. Not great uncle Billy. Oh, not a great uncle Billy. <laughs> okay, let's go to something a little lighter. Let's go to having themed meal nights. And that's... Mexican. That's super simple. <laughs> I'll just say um, when the kids were little and meal planning was an obstacle for me, but I wanted to take the guesswork out of it, we would theme the nights during the week especially. Weekends were a little bit more, I guess, you know, not, not planned. And plus I had help on the weekends. So just that say, for example, Monday Monday night would be like breakfast for dinner. It would be mm. some form of like pancakes or waffles. That and was we always were my favorite uh, I still night. Love it. And we would do like really fun and we, stuff Well, on we the would always watch HGTV and we would mm-hmm. we would have someone cooking the yes, pancakes. Exactly. It was so good. The kids were always involved. Tuesday night, pasta toss night. Wednesday would be like chicken, something with chicken. <laughs> chicken. Chicken. Thir- <laughs> two plus two is chicken. <laughs> that was a Brian Regan <laughs> nod. Um, <laughs> Thursday would be like an egg casserole because we were trying not to do meat every night. That's what it was. And, and we got fresh eggs. Right. So we would do egg casserole. And Friday night was a homemade pizza night. We, mm. we homemade the crust and every kid got to like decorate their own pizza. Yes. So that that's just an example. Like, would you guys say Taco Tuesday? I mean, my favorite is uh, theme of the week is in law night because one of us <laughs> doesn't have to worry about dinner. So. <laughs> Hannah, how about you Maybe take number organic. five? So number five is don't go overboard when hosting a gathering, and we um, read a book called Welcome Home by My Quillen Smith. And she does. She's a cozy, cozy minimalist. And so one thing she talks about in her at, um, Welcome Home book is how if you're having somebody over your, at your house, you should never make more than three things. So that would be like to like maybe a main recipe, maybe like a main dish, a side dish, and a drink. A or fun drink. Yeah. Two sides and a dessert, whatever it is. So that includes like anything you could possibly make. So any of the sides any of the main dishes whatever and so like if there's anything outside of that like you've got to ask people to do stuff for you so if you've got people coming over have them grab a bag of rolls or a bag of ice or whatever it is that you need um because the last thing you need when you're having people come coming to your house is you stressing out in the kitchen or you stressing out because your house is a wreck still and you've been cleaning it for three and a half hours and so when people come over they want your face they don't care about what your kitchen looks like or how many side dishes you have. Wouldn't you say it's also like you don't have to make something fancy schmancy? Yeah, I mean, do something simple. 
you know, just your salad bar or sourdough bread, homemade sourdough bread. That's not that simple. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I wanted to talk about too is um, the number seven was curate your life in a way that allows for solitude, rest, reflection, and connection. Yeah, I was gonna bring that one up too. And I love the word curate. I do too. Because it basically means to select, organize, and look after the items in. So if you think about it, like I think about like a museum, and mm-hmm. so like you think about it, it's like curated. So they perfectly pick each piece to fit beautifully into this place for you to go look through and so you think about like curating your home to be like beautiful and you pick each thing to make it look the way you want it to so if you think about your life the same way like that it honestly just brings me so much joy as a four but (laughs) like thinking about everything that you could possibly do so like reading books like that's something that you can curate into your life that should be like a rhythm that you have is like reading and learning like having some time to like have your phone off and have like worship music on or like whatever it is like you get to curate your life it's like a privilege and to also make it beautiful the i think the first time i heard that word curate was talking about the minimalism on your phone and it was talking about curating your social media feed mm-hmm. so not allowing yourself to follow every single person And so, you know, it's interesting because we've talked about recently with all of the negativity on social media. And what's interesting is Jeff and I, I mean, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, babe, but I never really saw any politically charged feed. I never saw anything in my feed that was like super offensive because I didn't go in and like and comment the super offensive I just unfollow those people. I mean, Mama, you do get stuck in the Instagram reels about like once a week. <laughs> How do I get out of here? I'm like, you, you end up in the same place all the time. I don't, I don't know how that happens. Because I'll be watching like a Brandy Pope video or something on her makeup. And then I'll and then all of a sudden I'm like going down and there's like all these videos that are coming up. I don't know how I got here. But anyway, yeah. So curating what you look at on your phone, your apps on your phone. Go ahead, Jake. Oh, I was just—I was going to oh. say, it was me. I'm oh, it was you. The Go guy ahead, next to you. <laughs> um, Go ahead, Jake. Um, where was I going? Oh, you were, were talking about curating, and you said about the museum. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one of the things that I have found recently, probably in the last couple of years, that we've started doing more of, is it's it's understanding the environment of what you live in, and, and the things that bring you peace and joy. You know, like. Like for me, every morning I love to turn worship music on in the morning when I'm downstairs, and it's just me and the dog, you know. Mm-hmm. But but having that music playing in the background is mm-hmm. something that that I enjoy. Just like when you walk into a museum, or it's done purposely. Right. It's an environment that we're creating for ourselves and the yeah. people that enter our home. So it's like the things you hear, the things you smell. You know, the things that you're experiencing. And I would say we learned a lot of that from Shannon O'Dell as well is because he was mm-hmm. all about the excellence and the environment. You're creating an environment. And if you want people to come over, which we should all be wanting people to come well, over. Well, as like a young adult, like I have all my friends, they look at me and be like, your life is just so aesthetic. Like that's the word they use is you just make your life so aesthetic. You have a routine. You stay on your routine. I'm like, that's what brings me joy. Like. Mm-hmm. the peace and quiet I have in the mornings getting up and doing my skincare routine and like, <laughs> like, yes, it, your seems like, it seems like I have, I'm like 
on a YouTube channel, but I don't video myself because that's really uncomfortable for me. So, like, I just spend my time doing things that bring me joy. And I hope he has the best life ever. Like, she, does. she has, like, I the know, life. I want to work hard enough that one day I can live the life like Hopi. I know. I want to have Hopi's life, well, too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> People ask me how you're doing. I'm like, oh, she's great. She's. <laughs> She's got part-time school, part-time work, smoothie bowl every morning that's worthy of a Pinterest board. I have, like, my priorities. Like, there are some weeks that I am busy. Yes. And, like, (laughs) (laughs) I have some weeks that I'm I'm not busy. I'm digging myself in a hole right now. (laughs) Yes. Um, I'm going to get bullied by them later. But, like, I said I have very, like, tight boundaries on my life, though. And... This is something that Hannah has taught me because she is, like, the queen of boundaries. Um, Mm. What do I say about Hannah? She has more boundaries than the Roman Empire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You have to make sure that you are spending time doing things that are going to grow grow your relationship with the Lord. Like, make – carve out some time to, like, read your Bible and – Take some time to pray and listen to worship music. Amen, sister. Yeah, preach, Hopi, preach. <laughs> so I think that, like, people get so overwhelmed because they have so much pressure going on around them of, like, well, all my friends want to hang out with me, and I have all these plans that I'm being invited to. And uh, is that really going to help you in the long run, though? Like, you can set out some time for that, but at this moment, you feel overwhelmed. So why are you going to push yourself to hang out with people and go do all this stuff that's going to even push you deeper in the hole of being overwhelmed. Take some time. You know. (laughs) I was just going to say, I mean, I think you have to look at the individual, though. I mean, some people are going to see uh, the best thing for them is to spend time with friends. Yeah, like some people thrive on a busy schedule. And if that's what you do, then pick, pick the busy you want. That's not how yeah. I am. Right. <laughs> but it's all—it's just like you have to know yourself and know that if you feel overwhelmed, then change something about it. Well, well and that's yeah, just exactly. it. Is that when, when you hear somebody say, I'm just too busy or I don't have time, or you invite, you're inviting the same person to do things with you and they're always busy, but then they're disappointed that they're busy, then you really have to look at your schedule and go, am I doing what I feel is most important jake yeah take number 11 because <coughs> i i love hearing about you guys is did i say that right you guys but you guys it sounds really cool too you guys you guys hey we're casual here um talk about your routine because i remember like one of the things I'll, I'll mention it if you don't but go ahead tell us about your routine what about having a what, wait, yeah just ahead. your you no no no, no 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 <laughs> you're not getting out of this one having, <laughs> a, having a nighttime and morning routine i mean what are you talking about what do i what do i what does she know that i don't know she doesn't know anything well you don't no no know. no. i remember i remember like being here when you got home and you literally take the same exact steps <laughs> in the door you and then you i think during that season you would also drink your like vitamin c or emergency or your like you had some special drink yeah. that you had hannah would feed you leftovers then you guys would go get ready for CrossFit. You would go to CrossFit together. So, I mean, like, you guys have a morning, afternoon, and night routine. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, we, I mean, first off, we strive on going to bed together at the same exact time. So our nighttime routine is pretty, pretty simple. We get home from CrossFit. Um, we either start dinner or prep dinner. Hannah usually always has a prep because she works from home and she's amazing. But we'll get ready for bed. <laughs> we put we put our nighttime clothes on after <laughs> after showering because we're not going anywhere else. And we have dinner and um, read the Bible together and have our prayer cards. And um, then we do something fun like watch a show or play a game, which it's currently like what six to two in Scrabble. Yes. My favor. Yeah, Jake is lame. But um. And then and then we go to bed. So that's our nighttime routine. And, I will and no, one thing I was gonna say too, like, is that like having a set a semi set bedtime and wake up time is so helpful. Yes, because mm-hmm. you don't have to think Amen. about it. Like, right. like every night when it's like somewhere between eight fifteen and eight forty five is when we head into our room. If we're gonna read or talk or whatever we're gonna do, like we're gonna be asleep within like an hour. And so like, th- like having and sometimes sooner and i get in trouble for that (laughs) that's why i drink rowdy energy to stay awake right but even like (laughs) the morning times like a lot of people are like the snoozer people where like you snooze the alarm like five times before you wake up just set the alarm when you need to wake up and just get up yeah i mean it saves you so much having the alarm set but also like away from you and it forces me to get i mean i get up er early for work and so just by common courtesy i'm not gonna have my alarm going off constantly <laughs> for my wife to keep waking up to me so i get up that's very courteous of you as soon as i i mean i like <laughs> i'm like freaking out if i don't get it on the first beat but and then i'm always looking out for sage because he likes to sleep all over the floor <laughs> like all over the place so i gotta make sure i don't step on him but yeah. uh, and on the subject of sleep i am extremely passionate about sleep um i definitely think that having a bedtime is so important and it sounds kind of childish but it's it's so important and I'm like in my health like class that I'm in right now there's a whole chapter on like sleep and how all these benefits come from it like um obviously it's going to help your health in many ways (laughs) I've learned so much from this class as you can tell I have no examples (laughs) Um, (laughs) but um just take our word for it it's just take textbook. my word for it it's very important um <laughs> yeah but like jake i wake up early for work so i have to make sure that i go to bed early and just staying on a routine of that and going to bed at 9 nine thirty every single night it helps that i have parents that go to bed early too so I there's mean, nothing yes, really happening speaking of sleep i remember when i um applied to work for ups and they were interviewing like a group of people and the guy said, um, in order to like keep coming back to work, you need at least five hours of sleep every night. I'm like, and that's what's so sad is most people do not get enough sleep every yeah. single night. Like, especially, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, I need at least at least seven hours if I'm going to be able to function the next. The there, next I will say, though, and you guys will probably agree with me. There are seasons of life when your teenagers are working and mm. say they work at Chick-fil-A or say they work at a retail place and they don't get off until 9, 930. And, you know, they're they're novice drivers. And so you want to be up when they get home because that is when they want to talk. 
And so, you know, there, but you know what, that is the exception because that's such a short season. And then, you know, when they, when they turn 18, when they're old enough and mature enough to let themselves in the house, get Um, their own snacks or y'all still stay up for me every single night if I'm out late. That's our choice though, but that's an exception. I feel so bad if I'm out late. I'm like. My parents are. I okay, can picture so, y'all waiting up in your beds, just waiting for me to but walk there, in. But there, but we can come up with a lot of things we can do until you get home. <laughs> well, there was the yeah, oh yeah, yes. No, I mean, well, there's other things we can talk about. We oh can, yeah, I mean, there's she's not too. out late that much. No, so. I know. <laughs> like once a year. Right. <laughs> there, there was two things that were said earlier that I want to kind of point out. One was, you you made a comment, babe, about. Um, Jake coming home and Hannah feeding him leftovers. So just for the sake of the audience, the visual I had was you're putting him in a high chair and you're not, <laughs> right? He's <laughs> Okay. Then yeah. the second point that I think is really important is Jake mentioned um, he goes to bed at the same time as Hannah. And I think that's, a, that's an important note for married couples. Do everything you can possibly do. I know there's going to be some exceptions to it, but y- you try to go to bed together. And make that a, a part of your nightly routine. I agree with that. Thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you liked what you heard, leave a review. We'll see you next time on the Saturday Morning Crew.